1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Troll. Today I'm joined by a comedian writer uh, who I have long admired. He started life in Beirut. He now lives in the Nam, Cheltenham, and continues to find huge success as a brilliant travel writer. Dom Jolly, you first made your mark on the nation when you started screaming into a huge telephone that everything was shit. It is fair to say that you were the first person to send up trolls.
3: Well, actually, maybe I was a troll. That's what's weird, because I think people look back at the big mobile now and and think it was some sort of statement on people on the mobile and the way they behave and it kind of was but actually it wasn't it was a way of interrupting things that I found really boring so my dream in fact last night uh, it's so weird I've n- I haven't done the big mobile for years and it's not like I'd wander around with it all the time I really don't <laughs> but last night I went to see Nomi Klein because that's how woke I am oh god you and, are uh, woke and it was so dull I have to be honest it was literally like a sort of guardian meeting it was just preaching to the converted and I've never wanted more just Troll it basically. So I kind of this is gonna be a weird start because I probably am a troll. I mean, trigger well, happy in a sense of yeah, trolling. But this is an interesting the debate. The difference is that uh, so I'll get the defense out of the way. Is that <laughs> everyone I filmed, I'd ask permission and signed. So I kind of. If if I got trolled and then they asked permission to troll, I'd say no. Mm. But you know, it'd be an interesting. There's, there's a level there was of consent. a consent. There's sure a level though, of yeah. consent and hopefully a bit of fun about it as well. Yes, yeah.
2: I mean that's the thing. I don't mind being trolled in a fun. way. I don't mind a fun. I don't troll. Mean,
3: mind being trolled if the troll's dressed as a squirrel. I think that's absolutely fine. <laughs> but they need to wear some sort of fancy dress. Yeah. I think that's just a, spell. a given. Or well, spell. You see, that's the real. That's problem. your,
2: but yeah, your is that, isn't it? Well, it's
3: everyone's, isn't it? I mean, no, it's like almost. Customers. There's. I, mean, I hate to say this, but normally when I get trolled, it's there's three. Things. They can't spell your, so it's it's Y O U R. You're fat, you're not funny, you're a cunt, or whatever. Yeah. And then there's a link to football. I'm sorry, there just is. uh <laughs> There's a p- picture of a man who's normally bald and has a tattoo. <laughs> and then the, obviously there's the Brexit thing. And, and if, you, if you get all four, then you've got, you know, he's at least not a bot, he's proper. You know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't understand the bot thing, I have to be honest. I know there are Mm. bots. Oh, no, but you
2: you can see, no, the Russian, I got one the other day that was, I mean, it didn't even make any sense. It was like letters strung together.
3: But that's what I don't get. I get that if you mention Greta Thunberg and you suddenly get 400 things, there's a sort of, someone's trying to shift the debate. But some of the bots that, for instance, David Badil gets, and Mm. he'll say bot, it's like, but what's that bot doing? Is the bot drunk? Because it's not even funny. It's just sort of odd.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shit bots. Shit bots. Or foreign bots. Shit foreign for bots. Shit foreign bots. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shit foreign How did you... How... We can swear on this, me. Oh, yes. Yeah, great. Yes. We have to say cunt or bugger. Good, excellent. I love uh, that. All yeah. um, <clears throat> How did you end up on social media? And is Twitter your medium of choice?
3: Well, ugh, it is. Twitter was the one I started on. I'm on Facebook. I've never understood Facebook. Oh. So I started off with a personal Facebook. Well, what I thought was a normal Facebook page. And then I realized that it got to, I'm not saying it's to big up, but it's just I got to 5,000 friends and then you can't have any more. So then someone said, no, 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 but if you're a public figure, you need a fan page and then you can have as many as you want. So I started that, but I sort of felt really protective over my 5,000 because they were, my fr- they were mm. kind of weird. So I've never moved them. So I've got this weird 5,000 thing that of I your almost, closest friends and- Well, they're not, I don't know them at all, but they were kind of the first people to follow me on, on Facebook. So they're old followers. So they're kind of my special group, and yeah. then I've got another one, that I never, I don't understand Facebook at all. I don't like it. Do you at post all. on it? Mm, not very rarely. Do
2: you post personal things on it? To
3: uh, your five thousand. Yeah, on my five thousand. In case they're interested, in my dogs and you know the usual. Oh, dull you do do dogs. So, do you do yeah. kids? What? Do you do kids? Well, I don't normally, but yesterday my daughter passed a driving test, and I was so excited. I put a picture up, and then I thought, oh my god, she's gonna, they're gonna, people are gonna be horrible. Actually, no one was because it was That's on Instagram. Nice. Ah, oh, so,
2: the kind place. Yeah,
3: so I feel that there, there's three different mentalities. And there's Facebook, which is sort of a bit weird, and I feel it's spying on me and listening on yeah. me. And it's all a bit Amazon, and I'm, I hate Zuckerberg more and more now as he seems to be becoming nasty and going against Elizabeth Warren. And then Twitter's where I started. But I feel now Twitter's a sort of almost being on Twitter. You know, if you say to anyone under 35, you're on Twitter, they look at you like, what? You know, I mean, mm. it's like showing them a VHS. Yeah, yeah, it no, is. it's the But I, I get a lot of news on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. It's terrible. I get... I get news quicker than I do on the BBC or anything on Twitter. The only problem is I try and because I just stick with the same ninety people, and it's not an echo chamber. It's just the same people. So what I'd really like to do is kind of change it up every week and sort of chuck some of my friends and like get new ones. But then it's really you can't do that. But I don't want too many people. So do you uh, know what I mean, like yeah. you look at Stephen Fry. Yeah, I think he follows everyone who follows him. I mean, he follows about a million people. Would do you, you think
2: he runs his own Twitter account though?
3: I don't know. I I literally can't understand the point of being on Twitter if you don't run your own account. Yeah, I, I mean, the only reason I'm good on Twitter is because I drunk tweet, which you should never do. But it means that, you know, it's what you want to read,
2: isn't it? You but say you could be horrible. Stuff. My first, you once tweeted, oh, I know, you once tweeted something oh, really grim to me, which I to thought. Was a, yes To you? Yes. Oh, I, there was some stupid Daily Mail story about my husband eating a napkin. What? Oh, do you remember there was a, it was a slow news day, how it managed to make headlines? I genuinely
3: don't know what we're talking about,
2: gone. Oh, no, and you did. You were like, "What that bird off EastEnders? I, and a I, thicko I, husband. I've,
3: I literally can promise you that I never trolled.
2: It. I swear to you, I've got it. Find it. I am going to find I, it I, I in a never, court of law.
3: I would never say that. You did. No, because I had no idea you were on EastEnders. I'd never watched EastEnders. Genuinely. Somebody
2: hacked into your. Body. No, no one hacked me. I, I, can, sh- I
3: can, I can, I can tell you. I know when I'm. I mean, I'm. I've I'm going to find it. Yeah, do something
2: I, like oh thick something. Oh, anyway, it was very funny and but it was funny and it was you and it made me laugh. But also, what I unless
3: loved- I was doing? Well, I need to read it in context. Yeah, but it was funny <laughs> I mean, I'm because no, I don't care. Yeah. It was great. No, but I'll tell you this. this that was this, a consensual this troll. This is what I don't understand. I, I'll be rude to someone if it's funny, like, yes. and, it, and it's a remark on something. And the problem with Twitter sometimes is nuance is not something that. Gets, so something looks. I refuse to use emojis, for instance, and I know emojis where you, you say something sort of rude and then you put this laughing face or whatever. But I kind of hate emojis, so I, mine always come across wrong. A bit like me in real life, actually. People sort of misread it. But the one thing I don't understand, I just don't understand the concept of trolling. Why would you come to someone's page that you don't like and, and be abusive? It's literally like me going to their office. And just turning up, and oh, going, totally. just letting you know, I, I, I fucking hate what you do. It's boring. I just don't get
2: what, what. What is the point of that? So, because I, 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 it's interesting because I think Twitter, for all its flaws, is actually a very good site because, like, I think it's an intelligent person's site. You can't be on Twitter. It's like a flirtation with somebody clever and witty. Um,
3: yeah, I find I'm on trial with it. Like, I try and I, when someone says something, I want to write something fast back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it keeps me sharp. Yeah. I really like that.
2: It's a good but, mind.
3: Yeah. But it's not a nice place. I don't think it's become
2: wet. back in the day, I joined oh, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah, when did you join? Two thousand nine, and Badil and Schneider got me on it, and yeah, it was two thousand eight. You
3: know, the glory days. The glory days. It was yeah, a village. Yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. you
2: know, you'd sit and have breakfast yeah, with yeah. Stephen Fry yeah, and yeah, meet yeah, a pharaoh. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah.
3: I, I was um, what was his name? Mill um David Miliband's second uh, follow oh. on Twitter, and he had no idea. And he literally put something like "Yay, I'm Foreign Secretary," and then he deleted it. But I could see what, it was so good. <laughs>
2: oh, it was sweet. that sort of thing when
3: no one knew what they were doing, which oh, was really God. nice. And
2: now it's a weaponized. I mean, why I stay on it is I, I, I think it's a, I think people get radicalized online, and I think you need people like us to actually break an echo chamber. And if we have a certain profile,
3: but that's my problem. I, I get really angry, weirdly about. I mean, I'm not Jewish, for instance, but I really I find the odd mis I find the misogyny, which I think is particularly bad. So it must must be yeah. much worse for you. And the anti-Semitism, really extraordinary. And the one thing I really like about David Badil is the fact that whatever he'll say, if it's about football, they're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but what about the Palestinians? Yeah. It's like, the fuck is that going to do with anything? But it's, I, I, I feel that when you take them on, you're not, I know that I'm not going to change anyone's mind. No one's ever going to read one of our tweets and go, do you know what? maybe maybe Jews are fine. Like, maybe I've been really bad. Well, I just don't think Three times
2: do. I had that, but again, it was quite a few years ago. But well, you I, had
3: someone who actually yes, said... Yes,
2: uh, we, we, he said to me, I sort of tweeted out... But did you have
3: a rational discussion with him?
2: I said <laughs> uh, something like, Happy New Year, or Happy Rosh Hashanah, Red Sea, Pedestrians. And he wrote back and said, yes, but what about the Palestinians? Why don't you get your neighbours? Why don't you look after your neighbours? And I said, I live in Camden. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but you know what I mean? And then another one, I think Ellie or David Baddiel p- yeah. piled in and went, what do you mean by neighbours? And he came back and went, oh, actually, I've just realised.
3: But did you have... Because just occasionally you can have a sort of conversation. And, and as yeah. long as you keep it polite on both yeah. sides, it's quite nice. And occasionally But it doesn't is,
2: happen anymore. It, it, those days have gone, I think.
3: Well, I get people saying weird things like... Uh, I don't know, they'll just be rude about trigger episodes. So I'll say something and they'll go... Uh, I, I know, so there was a picture the other day on of those people dressed in red that were from Extinction Rebellion, yeah. you know, who I really like. I think they look amazing. And uh, so I said... And they are on the tube. And I said, oh, looks a bit trigger happy. So some guy immediately goes, well, I think they're a little more artistic than someone. And he chose the worst (laughs) bit of Trigger Happy. I can't remember what it was. Um, And they're a bit more artistic than someone. I can't remember what he chose. But it was something that even I was embarrassed about in Trigger (laughs) Happy. So I went straight back and said, well, you know, at least I sold it to 80 countries. When they do, let me know. And he immediately went, sorry, I'm being a dick. I'm a real fan. And I'm like.
2: Oh, that's so nice. Well, it was
3: nice. But then I thought, why would you do that? Why is your instant reaction to somebody you like? Be rude. But I think. Twitter's a very confused place like that. I think if we'd have had that conversation in real life, I think we'd have got nuances about it that would have been all right. I think the problem with it, and the real problem with it, and actually going to Naomi Klein last night, I'm just dropping it again.
2: I want to hear that again.
3: It's just, it's my problem. And I, I, I absolutely agreed with everything Naomi Klein said, obviously. Like, the, you know, even the patriarchy, and I was a man there, but I felt bad, and all that stuff. But she was lumping everything together. It wasn't just climate change. That's what her new book is about. But also, to be anti-climate change you also had to nationalize everything and uh, and you had to be on you had to be on with the whole left wing yeah. project and i'm like that's great but that's ridiculous because all the people in this room will agree with you but there's the 60% in the middle who need to be persuaded, and they're not going to be Well, as that. the
2: Labour Party's implosion is showing us, you, yeah. know, you can't just shove everything under one, um, you know, umbrella.
3: Well, I, I just think there's 20% on each side that are extreme exactly. and will never change. Exactly. And it's the 60% in the middle that basically could make all the difference. And the problem is social media, because being nuanced, being centrist, that horrible word, being anything like that, just doesn't work online. And so you end up being, I'm either with you or against you. Well,
2: this was a... Deborah Meadon was in, actually, earlier. Oh, one I love Deborah Meadon. She's great. She she's nice as she nice as... It's beyond nice. Because I've
3: spoken... I, weirdly, I follow and she follows me on Twitter. Yeah, she's lovely. I've never met her, but I just think I really Oh, she like was
2: great. Her. She was just... In fact, I think oh. she would have held on to see you if uh, she had... Was she today? Yeah, she was just oh, here for about an her. hour ago. But she had to get the train. I said you were coming oh, in. So cool. But she was very interesting because we were saying, you know, is Twitter... Is the, the the rage in the real world and the lack of nuance in the real world and the fact that people can't debate in the real world, you know, and, and Twitter. We, does Twitter represent the real world or is the real world representing Twitter?
3: I think what's frightening about Twitter is it's a bit like the way people become, very mild-mannered people become quite kind of road ragey in a car because they feel they're safe. And I think Twitter, what's terrible about it is... Are you doing that because it's a way of expressing yourself, or are you actually going around with these thoughts in your head all the time? Mm. And just that's the frightening thing. When you read the sort of reality on Twitter of what people are thinking, you then wander around the streets thinking, "Are all of you who yeah, look quite exactly. normal harbouring this shit?" And if I was, for instance, Jewish, or uh, those targets things, or, or, or a woman. women, <laughs> probably yeah, but women probably you're sort of used to it anyway because yes. you know there's creeps and stuff. But I think particularly something like anti-Semitism, which supposedly is you know has become it's absolutely no-go. And then you can see it's just there all the time. And if I was Jewish, I'd be thinking, fuck, is everyone kind of thinking that? And it would really make me paranoid. So I think anything that you're worried about or affects you personally, mm. I think is, is heightened on, on Twitter. It's really weird.
2: But you know, like in the 30s when they were, you know, you get to the, uh, sorry to bring it back to the Uden again, but you well, know, you with Crystal and It's you guys talk about, It's literally, it? it's yeah. the con- in between the controlling yeah, yeah. and our big giant fingers. By the way, there? I
3: get both because I get, I get Jew supporter or Jew lover, but then also because I grew up in Lebanon. I know, I was going to ask I'm you. I'm like, traitor to the cause. I'm like, well, I'm not an Arab, I'm not Jew. I don't care what I am. I mean, am. do you I get the streamers. dusky
2: Arab? I mean, what is what What are the main... Because thi- what you, you were way before uh, David and all of them, you were the one that I, could, I saw early doors could handle yourself on this site. You like had the right rage and humour and intelligence. Well, I
3: love an argument. Yeah. I genuinely love an do argument. Do you? Yeah, and I also really like trying to be... Because the one skill I've got, I've got a very unmarketable skill. Most comedians want to be actors and want to go into scripts and stuff. And I just can't do that. The one thing I can do is make stuff up on the spot. That's what I love. And it's what I'm good at. But it's a very unmarketable skill. Because unless you're riding the wave, you go to someone and say, just trust me, I'm going to do this, it's funny. They go, well, no, I want to see a script or something. And Twitter, to me, is a way of kind of... I love it. I can just be, I think, oh my God, I think of the perfect answer and it goes out straight away. And it doesn't, no one really knows about it, but it makes me happy. What was,
2: the, what was the things that people would, would troll you on? Or what, would, what would, did you find that, were you surprised when you started to get negative uh, Oh no, comments? no, I
3: mean, God, I, I remember the very first troll I ever had was, was on, I think it was almost on MySpace or something. And I remember it so specifically because it was so wrong on every level. It was amazing. So Trigger Happy had just gone out. This is 2000. And the first show had gone out, and it got really good reviews. And I, I don't know where it was. I remember it was like a, almost like a sort of 1960s computer screen, like a sort of <laughs> a forum or so. I something. No it was like a Channel 4 forum, maybe, or and a researcher in the Trigger Happy office was on it, looking at it. And I looked, and the only comment on it was saying, I don't know who this cunt is on the Trigger Happy thing, but he's just a poor man's Chris Morris. And I thought... Well, that's weird because I've literally, and, and the thing he was talking about, it goes, for instance, he wouldn't go and buy drug, you know, pretend to buy drugs on the street. And you know, when Chris Morris went on yeah, the street. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I live on that fucking street. Yeah. And so it annoyed me on so many levels because I wasn't trying to be Chris Morris. But also I lived on All Saints Road where he just popped in, did that and fucked off. So, but then I thought, what am I doing? Why am I getting angry about this? Why does it matter where, and, and you realize it's irrational sort of thing. And also, but but then I've had a really weird ones. So the only time I took exception was one guy started going for my kids. Ooh. And uh, he things like, I hope your kids die of cancer whatever. Oh my whatever. God. But unfortunately for him, he was so stupid that he tweeted that from his work tweet. So I just copied it, sent it to his his boss and he got fired. And I don't give a shit.
2: No, you're right. Because yeah. there has to be, this is I'm my big like, thing. Real life, Real life repercussions yeah. for on life yeah. shit yeah. activity. I mean, I'm,
3: I can do it. I'm fine, you know, but I mean, just say what you want but you do that then um, you know, and also if you're stupid enough to put your own work thing up like fuck you
2: yeah fuck you yeah. What, what, why did they attack what, what is it do you goad them or what is it okay. I
3: have a feeling that just sometimes like there's the usual crap which is fine you know you're not funny uh, what are you up to now like all different stuff mm-hmm. um, I, you know I don't know you're, you're, you're with Brexit now I've become a sort of anti-Brexit I'm not really a Remainer in that sense I am but if I have to be on one side I'm not going to be a Brexiteer So I get a lot of that, but um, you know, you get the usual sort of generic stuff and there's quite a lot of things, which is incredible how I used to think if someone said something really bad, I'd get really upset. And then the way I used to, not upset, but I would think, oh, maybe that's true, you know? And then I would think, right, who's the person I admire the most in the world? Weirdly at one stage, I didn't admire her, but I just thought, how could you not like Nigella Lawson, for instance? So I went to her Twitter site. Same shit. I oh, was only, same shit, yeah. And you suddenly think, don't take it personally. Like, I mean, it's the same thing. And there are weird things like, um, that, that they have an obsession with relevance. That's a real word. So David Badil gets it. I get it. It's like, um, when were you last relevant? And I go, what do you mean relevant? What the fuck does that mean? I mean, that's only ever said by people who've never been relevant themselves. It's an odd thing to want it's to what, be... It's what
2: 12-year-olds at about yeah. to school. You're relevant or you're not relevant. But
3: there's specific things. Just sometimes you think, oh. That's almost knows too much about me. And you get a little suspicion and think, fuck, is that someone I know? (laughs) Which is like, and it's a bit like that phone hacking thing where people start getting paranoid that people are doing that. But the one I got really badly and it went on for ages. And I think because about, and it really was personal and got really bad and it was knew a bit too much. And then I got a weird tweet from the same person later going, that paid you back. Anyway, I've tried to work out, tried to do a Colleen, Colleen Rooney. And I think... I did an American version of Trigger Happy, and I'm still a bit embarrassed by it, because it was horrible, but it was in a play. I went to a theater, and I had to do a big mobile, and it was in the middle of a very moving scene in a Tempest or something. You know, so all actors will hate me for it, but fuck it, you know, come on, it's only a play. Yes. And I just thought, I've got to do it. And I hated myself for doing it, because they were in, anyway. So I did it, and then walked out. And this guy in the theatre chased me out. And literally, I was sprinting through New York. One of the actors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And he's dressed in full shape. So, oh, God. So it became a sort of secondary trigger-happy sketch as I'm running down the street like this. <laughs> anyway, he, I, I got away. I hid in a deli with my big mobile. It was just just so weird. It was excellent. But then he he contacted me the next day and said, I'm going to fucking make you pay for that. He knew it was me because he was English. And I have a feeling he then waged a sort of vendetta against me or something. I also had a very long feud with a guy called Louis Barth, who you probably know. Oh. He's, he was the radio uh, reviewer on the Lady magazine, of all things. And he's written <laughs> some books on um, people like Les Dawson, I think, or whatever. But anyway, suddenly I started getting abuse from him. And he would sort of bring his gang, and they'd really have a go. But then when I looked at who followed him, he knew lots of people. I knew Al Murray and he he was friends with lots of people that I knew. And in the end, I sort of tweeted one of them and said, is this guy a total cunt or what's going on? They go, no, he'd really like him. And I go, well, why is he doing that? So this went on for ages. And then one day, I think he had a little bit of a, some sort of change. And he sent me a really sweet thing saying... I'm taking a bit of time off Twitter which is always a sign yes uh, and I, I think I live near you and I've got labs as well and it was rather sweet actually and I just thought right well, let's just leave it at that and then he said I've just realized you're fighting the same fight as me so we shouldn't be fighting Gosh, it, was all, how interesting. it was all really awkward yeah. but Anyway, I'm not saying this is a Have you as, met him? no and I'm not saying this is a go at him yeah but it was just one of those things where I kind of thought but you and I are almost like I mean we have similar views yeah. why are you having a go at me I've never understood it how so, weird yeah. My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories, so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty key yeah, ring. Yeah, I love yes. that.
2: The G-Spot. The Good Vibrations <laughs> Guide.
3: Green Dot Laser Sight Rifle Gun Scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The Sex Doctor's Guide to Keeping It Hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every monday
1: that's my mate bought a toaster from great big Al. even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can.
2: Tell me about, uh, what's your strategy with with trolls? Do you block? Do you engage? No.
3: Okay, so when I started, I did block. And then I realised that they saw that as a trophy. Mm. Um, So my favourite thing in the world is the mute. Because the mute is, uh, they don't realise they've muted you. And so occasionally, I'll check someone I've muted and just look and go, Oh my God, they've been screaming into a vacuum for two (laughs) years. And I kind of love that waste of their time. So I'm a muter now.
2: You're a muter? Yeah.
3: What do you do? Do you block?
2: Well, no, because I was terrible. I used to engage. I can't help well, it. Well, I always it's engage. Da- yes, no, I But don't. I mean, yes. Yes.
3: occasionally when I'm bored and I think I've got there, I try, I do literally, I do a, anyway, bye, mute. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I did mute, uh, but then it bothered me that they were still screaming out there. And I, it's take, Oh, did it? It sort of did. But they're still
3: screaming if you block They are, them.
2: but there's the, this new Don't Feed the Trolls campaign that we're mm. both aware of, um, that has changed my optics slightly.
3: The Riley thing.
2: Yeah, right, yeah. and I've been sort of involved did in it. Did you do I, that? I did that, yeah. Yes, well, yeah. And, um, well, you know, I've been talking to them a lot over the last year about and that. And feel... They feel very strongly you do not engage because it's an organised hate crime. You know, they're oh, they're okay. you block immediately. And, but
3: I think yours are different from mine. I mean, I think yeah, mine misogyny, are, Yes. Jewish stuff, anti-Semitic stuff. But Labor, just, saying, just yeah. saying that I'm not funny is not an organised hate crime. No, no, Unless, you, you get the nutters <laughs> under the bridge. Yeah, mine yeah, are like yeah, the yeah. organised proper army. trolls, yeah.
2: Yeah, you, you're like, yeah. You. Do. I've never had a single, other than the odd dick pic, i would never had a single negative thing ever. I've never
3: understood the concept of a dick pic, but we won't get into that right now. I literally don't understand that on either side. But can I tell you that I've got the holy trio, though, that I am blocked by what I consider to be the holy trio of, of Twitter. Yeah. Trump, before he was president. Wow. Before he was president, and called me an arsehole. So that was my oh, big Oh, well one. done. Piers Morgan. Oh. And Katie Hopkins. Oh, it's, you it's, did it's, it, you've it's the done. holy trinity. You yeah. have. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. And I,
3: but I don't put it on my bio. Blocked by. Your work is yeah. done. But I am quite proud that I, I annoyed Trump enough. How to,
2: did you manage that?
3: Sort of trolling him.
2: Did you? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I, just thought, I just always thought he was the most appalling human being. Yeah, I mean, I loved... Hit Celebrity Apprentice. I loved it because it was so awful and the whole mafia sick of fancy of his, of, his, of his kids and stuff. And, I, and then he kept saying he was running for president. So I would wind him up and just said, you'll never run for president. Anyway, he clearly reads tweets because he just broke in the end and went arsehole and, and, uh, and, then, and then blocked me.
2: David pointed out, Badil when, when he was on, he pointed out that the, you know, the biggest troll in the world is the, Trump. is Trump. And no he, question. And, and, so therefore and he's is, very good at it. And he's very good
3: at it. Yeah, because he burned. has that, if he has one thing, it's that innate ability that a bully has to spot a weakness and, yeah. and, and go for it, like he's a bully. And his whole thing, he had a lawyer called Roy Cohn who was like a, almost a murderer, like a mafia figure. And his whole thing was, if you're attacked, you attack back a hundred times more. And sometimes I do that on Twitter. I'll, I'll get really annoyed with someone and I'll sort of take them down, but the problem is, you do occasionally win. Mm. You know, you sort of feel you've won, but then another hundred people come, so it's like a sort of never-ending zombie army.
2: Yes, well, it is a never-ending yeah. zombie. And the organised hate groups that come, I would call them, cor- you know, I'm left-wing like you, we have left-wing sensibility. I'm I not assume. left-wing. Oh, aren't you? No,
3: you see, that's what's so, so what weird. are you
2: going to woke meetings
3: for? Because I'm not a cunt. I mean I, I yes, are I'm, I'm interested in listening to, this is what I can't bear, is like, why I mean I'm more left wing than right wing but I'm centrist totally I think I'm a lib dem if I had to be. Why is centrism so
2: evil now? I don't
3: know. Well I think it's because centrism now is equated with Tony Blair. I think for Corbynites, when you say you're a centrist, mm. that's basically saying you're a Blair. So that turns into a Blair, it turns into it's the to Iraq a Baby war. murderer. Baby May always baby comes, comes back to baby ba- murderer. always oh, obsessed yeah. with baby murder. Obsessed with murdering babies. Oh, obsessed yeah.
2: with it. I mean, so I got to
3: picked. an extent, you think.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they're obsessed. And they've yeah. got all the pictures lined up. They always have pictures. Have, have you
3: seen th- this? And you go, where did you
2: get but that? But also, from? they put it under different things because you're, like, hang on, you tweeted that yeah, yeah, sad, yeah. awful picture out for Syria last week. And now yeah. you're telling me it's the PKK. Now you're telling me it's.
3: Yeah, you can't argue nationalities of babies though because that, that doesn't no it's the good. same picture no I get that but you can't pick them up on that that's their issue I think what that Don't they then put
2: the same one out for yeah. the Palestinians because baby murderer
3: yeah but I, I, I wouldn't argue that one
2: no but my favourite one was okay forget that no, we'll we no, can't. <laughs> I liked it when um yeah. the Tommy Corbyn who has been trolling me recently who? The Tommy Corbyn who's Tommy Corbyn the son of Jeremy no yeah really yeah, yeah he organised a pile on me no he didn't yeah he did did he? yeah because I, if your father is the leader of the opposition, yeah. right, and and it's is, not a good look, is it? Well, it's it's not a good look, and he and he's out with the p- woman that was meant to have done the independent report on anti-Semitism, and they're at your workplace. Chakrabarti. whitewash Chakraborty, yeah. who did the whitewash report yeah, yeah. for periods. Yeah, yeah and um, literally
3: at report my, for 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 for, for honour yeah, 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 for honour, yeah.
2: and um, they were both I literally was on stage and I came out quickly to get a coffee in the foyer and they were behind me in a foyer of Jews on a Friday night all furious and I thought it was so funny that they were there that I did do a picture and I sent it out with loads of emojis you'd have hated it laughy cry emojis cry. it's not the
3: hate emojis I just can't see them I don't know what most no, of them are them. no <laughs> no it they, they
2: was the laughy I ones I like the new big ones yeah the giant emojis <laughs> oh it. you should do a, well, I've a done trigger one. happy like huge well emoji. I've
3: got a big one on my face but I look like Kim Jong un in it, so it's not good. <laughs> I look Korean, so it's really bad.
2: So I tweeted it out going, oh my God, now being treated, uh, trolled at work by Whitewash. I go, well, Tommy Corbyn lay into me. But why? and said uh, just caused the big, the biggest amount of and I've had death threats all sorts no really oh yeah every time I go on stage in, in Finsbury Park I shit myself why do you go on stage in Finsbury cause Park because I'm in a play as an actress okay. that's the day job right. um, and, uh, I don't do do
3: theater so I just no no yeah. no like yeah.
2: acting stuff because um, that's the thing we have to remember I was, I'm was, a fucking actress I'm a sort of literally a Zed list as they tell me repeatedly oh, remind it, me oh
3: Zed I'm lucky Z-list. with Zed I'm oh, lucky Z- Z. with Zed Jesus <laughs> I dream <laughs> of Zed
2: Zed list stupid soap star they're still trying to get me sacked off EastEnders I been in it for 15 fucking oh, years. Oh, that's
3: the other thing I hate. What do oh you mean? my God. So so there's that weird thing where you write about someone. Now, I, I think if someone writes something, if I wrote something about you and I wrote, I hate Tracy Annum and, and and I put an at, that's me sending that to you. But if I'm writing that and I just, I say something about it, there's always someone that goes, whoo, and brings it to you and mm. goes, look what he said. And it's literally then steps back. It's that shit-stirring mm. nature of it. But even worse are those people that you say something and then they go, do you work for Channel 4? Yeah. And I go, I wish. And then they go, I don't think Channel 4 would be happy with it. Yes. And they're like, they're sort of like these terrible sneaks. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Well, I, mean, I hate them. So,
2: yeah. so right, so here's, here's the thing. So in the same way that you got that bloke fired about... Who are they looking? winning
3: because we're having this conversation, though? No, they're not because I'm enjoying it. So gone.
2: No, I think it's about life lessons. I think this yeah. is less about trolling and about being brave yeah, in yeah. life. Because I've had a lot of people write and on the back of this going, oh, I went into work and I stood up to that bloke who's been really? bullying me. It's about being brave. But that's different, brave. isn't
3: it? It's different in real life to Twitter, though, isn't it? That's what is so it odd. Yeah, it is. Because you don't, yeah, well, it kind of isn't. I mean, if you're either that sort of personality or not, aren't you? And you I, I think, think it's
2: emboldening to listen to you. I think we're both you.
3: fighters. So we are,
2: we're street fighters. Yeah. I think it comes. I from love immigrant... an
3: argument. My wife goes mental because she's Canadian, so literally oh, the, the the nicest, the po- the nicest woman yeah. in the world. She she spends her entire time apologising for Conflict. me. Yeah. But she kind of loves me for that because I'm the antithesis of a Canadian.
2: Do you think it's the immigrant blood in us that has had to fight to be part of a hegemony that we are not...
3: But you see, I don't feel I am an immigrant. For me, I never I never belonged anywhere because I am British and my mm. parents are British and there's a very complicated story as why well. we ended up in Beirut. But
2: I want to know how you ended up in Beirut. Well,
3: very briefly, Jollies were Huguenots uh, in Switzerland. Amazing. Booted out, ended up in Spitalfields for 200 years and then they went off to a place called Smyrna in Turkey, which is now Izmir. And in those days, the Ottoman had special protectorates, a bit like Hong Kong, where foreign merchants could kind of run themselves and run companies without paying tax to the Ottomans. And they kind of lived like kings, like posh merchants, Mm -hmm. basically. And they were there for about another two generations. And then they were arrested by the Ottomans in the First World War because they were British marched across turkey put in a crusader castle in ufa which is on the syrian turkish border Wow! Armenian holocaust is going on around them while that happens and then when the war ends they they leave and go to they get dropped in beirut started a company there so that's how we Unbelievable. so that's the book i'm going to write that's <laughs> an amazing yeah. yeah wow and when my grandfather was released the foreign office debriefed him so i've got an 80 page Deep, deep. I mean, it's literally the dream book, and I that's my next book. I can oh, do wow. That's my big serious book. I yeah, yeah, to. no, and that's I a to, serious I have to wait for two people to die, and then I do it. Oh
2: god, fingers crossed. Actually, Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's how
3: we got there. How but... did you come here? <laughs> Plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you? Were you born? Know, like so, you were born so, in Beirut.
3: Yeah, so that that's what was weird. So in Beirut, I was always this, you know, British family. My dad was kind of consul and stuff like that, and and I was always this British guy, and then I was sent to really posh uh, private schools here from when I was seven, obviously, because that's normal. Uh, with, <laughs> and I went to school with Radiohead and, and... Oh, with Ed? Yeah, and with Radiohead and most of the current Tory cabinet. So yes, it was all a bit yeah. weird. Oh, weird. But there, I was this guy, because I'm dark, and I like, was from Lebanon, I came from civil war, I was this guy who lived in Lebanon. So I've always felt slightly floating. And you weren't a prince. No, I wasn't a prince, that's true. So I always felt I've been yeah. floating above it. And I think, for me, I've loved that, because it's given me, I think that's what gives me my humour. I sort of can slightly be detached to look at things and...
2: Do you have an outsider uh, complex?
3: No, I don't. Well, in the sense, do I, do I feel I don't belong? Yeah. No, I've always felt I really belong. I've always I felt an outsider in Lebanon, because I wanted to really fit in, mm. but I never learned Arabic, because I was, I was raised on the Christian side, and Christian Maronites don't think they're Arabs, they think they're Phoenicians. Oh, and wow. so they think it's common to speak Arabic. So they only speak French. All Lebanese actually speak French, English, and Arabic in the same sentence to show off because they're amazing show-offs. But, uh, so I don't speak Arabic, so I never fitted in properly there. But no, England, I feel totally... Did you? Oh, yeah, totally. Always have been.
2: And even at school?
3: Yeah, cause in, yeah definitely at school. Because in a funny way, my parents were almost more English than the English because they were expats. Yeah. You know, My dad fought in the war. He was in the fleet air arm. He went to Oxford. And then he got stuck in Lebanon where... You know, I, was bo- I was born in 67, that's the summer of love. They probably hadn't even heard pop music at that time. They were about 20 <laughs> years back. So it was like a bit of a sort of Edwardian. It was almost more or English. It was like weird because I was like, isn't everyone like that? Yes. So it's very odd. coming We here, even had it? a British flag flying in the garden God. and stuff. You know, it was weird. So... Which now would be, mean, oh, my God, my parents are racist. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: want that. Do, on Twitter, do you have rules about what you will or won't talk about? No, fuck no. So, and do you... In what sense? Well, do you think, you know what, I'm not going to wade into that. So, so, so for example, the, the, are there certain fights that you won't get involved in if well, you I find get it,
3: embroiled? broiled. I find it very odd, the anti-Semitic thing, because it's so because it's so virulent. And because, weirdly, some. Are, I think I just get on with Jewish people because I follow quite a few. So I can see it happen.
2: You've got the same fighties. Yeah. yeah but what the, I
3: find myself doing, which is really depressing, is I end up fighting with people below David Badil's tweets. And so I don't know what David Deals' thinking. He's sitting there and he's looking. Suddenly, I'm in there having a fucking massive Barney. And I, if I was here, I'd, just be, I'd be sort of weirdly flattered, but also think, really? No. You, you're at, haven't you got your own trolls? But I am really... Yeah. Thank
2: you. you back so, me up on a few occasions, And a, man, oh, a big, strong man nuts. like you, they me, back off when you it, get involved. It
3: drives me nuts. And, and, and the other thing is the women thing. And I genuinely... I'm not saying this because, you know, deep down I'm a serial rapist. No, no, but no. It's, but it's... I genuinely don't understand misogyny. I don't understand the visceral hatred, especially comes online. And it was shown in America, for instance, with Hillary Clinton. And, I mean, I can see why you wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton for various reasons. But when you go to America and talk to them, there is a, such a loathing of her. And it more, it's more than just she's a Clinton. It's a woman thing. Yeah. And I don't get it. Yeah. And I think what it is, again, Naomi Klein brought it up rather beautifully last night. But it is a bit that as people are being threatened, uh, and maybe political correctness has gone slightly too far in the sense that it's almost over... I mean, I joke that when I say that French bloke over there, my kids go, Dad, that's a bit racist. And I go, no, no, no. If I said that French cunt, that'd be (laughs) racist. But they are a bit almost overly, and I'd prefer them to be that than the other way. But I think because of that, people feel threatened and they feel emasculated, especially emasculated. And I do think white, male, working-class Brits... I think they've got a sort of point. They they sort of are the last to have rights in yeah. a sense. and I
2: understand and,
3: and the Brexit so, vote. And, and it, exactly why they... Were, I understand Brexit vote. And the Brexit vote now is not about Europe anymore. It's about a, we said, fuck you. Yeah. And it's just become roundheads and cavaliers. Yeah. And I understand all that. But they're still guns. And,
2: and I do understand the Trump vote. Yeah. I, I do uh, understand No, I don't understand oh, the Trump okay. vote.
3: Because the Trump vote was all about... Every every presidential candidate always says, you know, I'm going to go and drain the swamp. I'm going to go and get rid of corruption. And I understood that they liked Trump because he said it as it is, which frankly, it's what Katie Hopkins always says. It's like, we can all say it as it is, we just choose not to because we're Mm -hmm. not cunts. But, I'm saying cunts a lot, sorry. But but Trump, what I don't understand is of all the people to choose, you choose Trump, a man who so clearly will never give a shit about you. And the only thing I can think of is because The Apprentice, if you grew up in America, he literally was made into this American dream vision. So if you just watch telly, and, and you weren't that smart, and I'm not being mean, then you kind of believe that he was this leader person. And I think it's the same thing with Brexit here. I cannot understand the vitriol, again, against Europe, the hatred of, like, German stuff like that. And I think it comes, it must come, from The Sun, from The Mirror, from tabloids, which has been feeding that fodder all the time. I don't read those, so I don't get it. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, but that sounds really snobby and awful to say that.
2: I, 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 I find the whole thing, the whole, mis- I, I don't even really understand where we are. I just feel like I'm, we're up to about 1935 now. I mean, it's like, a, the, do you think we're there now?
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: I've got to, I mean, tell you, if the past predicates the future, it's really, it's, it's worrying. It's genuinely, uh, the speed that this is whipping itself up. If,
3: if someone, uh, what did someone do? Someone tweeted the other day, I think it was Duncan Jones, David Bowie's uh, yes. son. who's great. I really mm. like him. and He's like smart. And I think he, he put a picture of the 2012 opening ceremony. I said, so remember this. Yeah, like that was our finest hour. Yeah. Like we felt so proud. And look where we are. And it's so quick. It's just gone. But daily
2: things are. Yeah. Things are. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, just to sort of take. At school, were you ever bullied?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really how bullied. did you deal with it? <coughs> really badly. I was a goth. So. I, were I, you. I, well, I think as probably because I'd been bullied, I sort of retreated into a mysterious oh. goth thing. So I spent. What with back, the makeup? Oh yeah, full makeup. I was Robert Smith. I went. I was more like Robert Smith than Robert Smith. Yeah. <laughs> And I spent 10 years just sitting in the corner thinking, I wonder if someone will go, who's that interesting bloke in the corner? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and in the end, I kind of left gothdom because I never really understood the rules. And also, I, sort of, I was too optimistic, really. I, I wasn't that depressed. Mm. And uh, so I left.
2: You're more too alpha, really. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I
3: was an alpha goth, which you can't be. No. But I really <laughs> want to make a documentary about goths because goths here are kind of Robert Smith and, yeah. you know, all v- Rambo, not the poet, not Rambo. And then in any <laughs> hot place you go to, there's always one goth by the beach, melting. It was normally me, like not going near the beach but just wanting to smell the sea. And then when you get to America, they become, the people who did Columbine call themselves goths and yeah. Marilyn Manson, they're kind of frightening goths and emo. So I want to do a documentary about it and I've got two names for it. One is That's Me in the Corner, which I quite like. But the best one is <laughs> Young, Dumb and Full of Glum. I, <laughs> I really want to make it. Oh. And every time I do a podcast, I, I say it. I'm hoping one day someone will ring me up and go, we should make that. You totally should. Because there are famous ex-Goths as well. Totally. Caitlyn Moran, yes. Simon Pegg, yes. Marcus Brickstock, Yes, Interesting ex-Goths. You. Me.
2: Talk to me about being bullied at school and why you weren't very good at it. Because you're bloody good at standing up for yourself now.
3: Uh, I think I was bullied because I was quite cocky. Uh, and I was really, I probably was arrogant, actually. And I, I know when people meet me, they th- they say I come across arrogant. And I know I get really defensive. I'm genuinely, weirdly, I hate people say it, but I am shy. Mm. Like if I walk in a room, I actually really liked becoming famous because it got rid of that first moment of awkwardness. So I can walk into a room now and people know who I am. And they'll sometimes be rude about it, but it kind you just go straight into a conversation. What I'm really bad at is walking into a room and kind of, You know, but once I'm chatting to someone, it's great. And I think at school, uh, I got there and I thought, I mean, boarding school is all about attack, but it's like a Trump school. It's like attack before you're (laughs) attacked. It's about defense. Prison. It teaches you to close in, emotionally close down, not give any weakness away, not show any weakness. And and my weapon was my brain and my tongue, I think. And I think people didn't like that. So, yeah, I'd get bullied. But I mean, not physically bullied, but it was just, there was a sort of mob mentality, like a clique thing and I never really fitted in I didn't want to fit in there were a bunch of cunts
2: there lies my thing I think one of the one of the the things that a lot of people have who've been on this um they never fitted into a group and I suppose that's what I mean about being I a hate up-sider. groups yep.
3: I, I I mean I literally the groucho I hate any club that would have me as a member I'm really not clubbable but what I really fucking loathe and it sounds so woke I hate bullies yeah I, I just can't yeah they bullies or and literally even injustice. It's terrible. I mean, I'm sounding like a superhero. I'm not. Which is why I end up fighting. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I'll fight your own trolls. But when you're off,
2: no, 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 I'm sort yeah. of trolling
3: around looking for someone to fight. Yeah. But I just think someone's got to do it. Well, but
2: I'm totally with you. And yeah, I'm totally But so I don't fight. think
3: it does any good. Sometimes I read you doing it. And I'm like, oh.
2: What is that noise?
3: It's called a telephone. Is
2: it your telephone? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It's quite
3: big. But it's not <laughs> big enough. <laughs> you
2: take that giant telephone yeah. and Turn it off. Yeah. Um, what, do you think I... Yes, I'm probably I do being do trolled. It. Actually. <laughs> you probably are. Yeah. Yes. Fuck off, you. Cunt. Let
3: me see if I've got a rude one. What have I got? See that gives us an excuse to. Um, yeah. Find your late- latest tweet. Um. What well, my last tweet. The last
2: most horrible tweet. Either said what, to what well, I did. Yes.
3: Uh, probably to you, isn't it?
2: Was it? And no, that I'm a GM. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: fuck um, off, you. Oh, no, okay. Well, actually, well, I, I caught, see. I did too. I quite liked actually. Mm. So this woman I've never heard of called Lucy Inglis, do you know who she is? She, I know that She's name. a historian or something. Yes. And she said, she wrote this very angry thing this morning, got really on of it, saying, dear TV people, please, please do not ask me for my expertise. And then say you currently have no budget. I'm 42, I have 20 years in this game, no time for this shit. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's rude and disrespectful. Also, don't email me if you're 22 and have a signature of researcher. So I thought that last bit was a bit, really? So I did, uh, I just retweeted it and said, we'd love to discuss this, but have no budget. Any chance we can tweet on an IOU basis? <laughs> so that's not a troll. That's just sort of, I thought which was a bit cheeky. But the man I really like, uh, Steve Baker, the hard man of Brexit, mm-hmm. th- he was leaving Downing Street yesterday. And I wrote, and I was quite pleased with this, man who fill hearts with dreams, not always Baker, Confucius. Because the old joke is man who fill tarts with cream, not always Baker. <laughs> Very good. No one got it, though. You are one, like.
2: <laughs> one like. One mm. like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your top tips for anybody listening to this who would like to put their head above and Just don't take any
3: fucking shit. I mean I'm just like my point is I could I can genuinely tell you now that I've never been uh unprovoked to someone on Twitter and been rude to them. Like i I would never search someone out and and just say you're a cunt. Partners Donald Trump, but I think mm-hmm. that's I think I was provoked because he's just a horrible man. But but
2: which is almost consensual, isn't it? It's yeah, like yeah. he's almost, by yeah. what he puts out, he's so, asking for it.
3: So, so I'm saying, just don't be, be nice, basically. But if you see someone being a cunt, especially uh, punching down, yes. that's the that's the important thing. If you're punching up, if I'm going to go at Piers Morgan, yeah. he can take Actually, he can't take it. He's very thin-skinned, and it's hilarious. But whatever, that's fine. But when you see people punching down or bullying, and especially that pylon thing, which is a appalling thing. But actually, what you can do, one of the things is... Um, uh, there's a filter thing that you can just take out certain mm-hmm. words. You know that, don't you?
2: No, I didn't know about words. I know you can sort of... Yeah, you can just
3: put in a word. So, for instance, libtard is such a boring fucking word, and it's always done by Americans. I've just put libtard, so I never get a tweet saying libtard, which takes away about a 100 nutter Americans. But, I mean, you could do that with a lot of things. Katie Hopkins I put in for a bit, and then I thought, actually, no. So. What's a melt? A melt?
2: Yeah, that's the one. Oh, you're a melt.
3: <clears throat> a melt's a kind of... You're a bit of a dick, really. It's a sort of...
2: Is it a me? Is that something about a me being in, a, in the media, or if no,
3: like no, no, melt. Just oh, it's the Cotney thing. It's like, oh, you're a fucking melt, aren't you? You should know that Eastenders. Yeah, you're a melt. You're a, you know, you're a. What's the? It's a melt. It's a perfect word for it.
2: And snowflake is a. We well, well, you know what that is. Well, I sort of do.
3: Well, snowflake is is people that get overly. Pre- in a funny sense, you could be accused of being a snowflake by someone for reacting to people going on about being Jewish, for instance, mm-hmm. and and the. But that's not the term. The term really is for people that are very woke and so they're looking to take offence on anything. So like triggered all the time. Triggered all the time. Okay. And Triggered is the other, oh, oh that's yeah. what I hate. So someone does something to you, you then hit them back with the great reply and they go, triggered, and then the, <laughs> and the fishing emoji. Go fuck yourself, like honestly. It's, when do it's,
2: we stop being uh, troll hunters and become trolls ourselves?
3: Well, I've always wanted to do that thing of, of just knocking on the door of someone you know literally just saying right i'm coming to see you it's sort of everyone's dream isn't it like kicking in the door go go on, then say it to my face and you just know it's going to be a 50 year old balding man yeah. masturbating Masturbate in, the, in with a, his with yeah. his hands down in pants yeah his yeah, yeah so which with Dom might be Donnie funny yeah. everyone. or it might be me i don't yeah, know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so i don't know uh, yeah i don't know I, okay. but i think i think we we are trolls in a way uh, because you know one man's trolls another man's freedom fight type thing the difference is punch up troll up Troll up. Maybe That's troll a, up is troll the word, up. Not That's troll a down. Bloody good point. Isn't that, if you're trolling up, then you're okay.
2: So you mean Trump trolling Kim Jong? Is, is Kim Jong? un <coughs> is, is that punching down or punching up? Is turning well, around? Well, geo-
3: geopolitically, it's punching down. But uh, I mean, even we'd have to admit that Kim Jong Un is a more despicable human being than Trump. Come on. You, you have know, it's to, He's getting, killed a man, for God's sake. No,
2: it's true. But it is getting to the point that uh, I, I could almost live in North Korea now. You know the I've rules? I've been to North Korea. Oh, have you? you don't oh, to have you? Yeah, you don't I, to. Oh, wow, I'm so jealous. It's the
3: weirdest. It is, it is, Tell me about when you went. It's the last weird place on earth. I'm desperate yeah. to go. It's insanely brilliant. Were you
2: just in Pyongyang?
3: No, no, no. I did a, I did a coach tour of, of, of North Korea. How, when? Uh, 2010. How? Uh, I went to the Beijing Olympics as a correspondent for The Independent, and I met a guy who's the only person who takes in, I think more people go in there, but at the time he was the only person who took people in. And the only way he can go into North Korea is part of an organised coach tour. But the only people that want to go to North Korea are hardened backpackers, like Kiwis and, you know, people who have been to 180 countries. And their idea of hell is a coach tour. So you have all these (laughs) hardened people on a package holiday. But it's so shit. It's incredible. So like day one, they go, today we're going to the dear leader's mother's tomb. You're like, hooray! And then we're going to the museum of agricultural lathes and scythes. Yes! And then as you go through Pyongyang, for instance, it's like, a, it's like the last scene in a Bond film. You come to these, I've really understood brutalist architecture. Yes. The architecture is built to be so big and overbearing that you as an individual feel, you, you actually feel small. And they keep them busy all the time. So on the sides of the road, there are people kneeling. They all wear wellies, doing something. What are they doing? They were all cutting grass with nail scissors. And then you get to a square, and they're all doing mass dances to keep them busy all the time. And then the best place I went to... Sorry, I love North Korea.
2: God, I'm obsessed. Tell me more. There's a
3: place... You know, like, when when a foreign leader meets another foreign leader, they always just exchange presents. It's just a diplomatic nicety. But North Korea take that fucking seriously. They're like, this means people respect us. So there's this vault in the mountain you go to and you get taken there and there's two soldiers with gold klashnikovs outside and you go in and every single present ever given to north korea is there and it ranges from a train a whole fucking train from stalin to an alligator a stuffed alligator holding a tray of drinks from the um the contras in nicaragua a plate from the num in durham and what was my favorite one it was um Ah, I've forgotten what the other one was. But just it's the wow. most insane place. I mean, the weirdest, weirdest things.
2: Where else did you get taken? Um,
3: well, I went to Pyongyang. We were three days in Pyongyang. Then we went up north to a sort of approved hotel that was like The Shining. We were the only people in there. It was insane. Then we went down to the DMZ, to the Demilitarized zone. Then we went to an old, the only sort of old bit in Korea, a Buddhist temple. Um, we went everywhere. I mean, wow. I mean it's a shithole. And could
2: you see beyond the propaganda?
3: No, that's the weirdest thing about North Korea, is everywhere else I've been that's under an oppressive regime, normally, when you get away from the guides, people go, ooh, and they ask mm. you a question. In North Korea, everyone's drunk the Kool-Aid. And they, it's, then, I mean, there are dissidents, but they literally have no, there's no internet, there's no TV, there's no access to anything. And They have their own
2: TV. They, their own there's popular.
3: one channel which just literally shows marching bands. Yeah, That's all it is. So what do they do? Uh, cut grass with nail scissors, do a lot of mass dancing... They do these big, there's these massive um, stadium shows in the summer where they all have coloured flags that change. You know those things where the whole crowd changes? So they spend six months rehearsing for that. Wow. It's just keeping them busy all the time. I think
2: there's something quite quietly, you know, not benevolent dictatorship, but at least you know what the rules are. Well, I
3: tell you what, I under- you know, they are a hideous family and they've killed and they've done terrible things and there are awful labour camps there. But I understand the the Korean mentality they were known in the 17th century as the Hermit Kingdom because an American ship came in the 17th century and raided a town and burnt everything. They were then invaded by the Chinese. They're, the Korean War happened, it was their full. Their entire worldview of outsiders is people coming in and fucking with them. Mm. That doesn't mean they behaved well. Mm-hmm. Japanese came and took all their women off to, so they, they are sort of mistrustful of it. And now they're just stuck in this bubble. And so it's the weirdest place. I'll tell you the best thing, do you know the best industry? The only industry is in North Korea. Is it's there where they make those statues. You know, Saddam Hussein's big swords and stuff like that. If you want a big triumphal statue, you go there. And the joke was that if you wanted to know where the next revolution was in the world, you went into the factory and see who'd pre ordered. Amazing. So, and at the time in my book, I wrote I saw a Boris Johnson. I didn't. But of course I was bang on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really amazing. Good. Yeah.
2: Were the people welcoming or just terrified?
3: Uh They ignored you totally apart from the guide and the guide was educated, but they did this really clever thing and they basically said, there are rules here. You can't write about this. You can't do this, can't do that. If you break those rules, uh, your guide will be punished. Like They do that, it's horrible, black man. That's when I see people going into North Korea with a hidden camera and doing that they're getting someone in trouble. Yeah. Even though he's a member of the party, it's a very twisted, horrible place. So
2: the student that nicked the poster who ended up brain dead, abused and beaten, mm. um, uh, You do. there was always a bit of me that thought, what the hell did you take that poster for?
3: I mean, weirdly, on my tour, there was a weird Finn who was on, on our tour and he was very fucking odd and he announced that he was a high priest in the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monsters. Are you aware of what? this? <laughs> There's a religion in Finland that atheists did. Atheists felt that people that were religious had got more rights, and so they said, well, your, your, our church is as valid as yours, so they set up a church called the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monsters, <laughs> and his passport photo has him wearing a colander on his head because he said he's a pastafarian.
0: <laughs> that,
3: that's where we're at, yeah. and it's yeah. funny and weird, but this guy was very odd and didn't say anything, and then we went to a museum of old Korea. It was like a sort of Disney part of North Korea. They were going, to see before Kim Jong-un, look how peasants lived, and there was this massive um, gong, now, obviously, everyone who sees a gong, you just want to hit it. Yeah. But you're in fucking North yeah. Korea. You don't. We just walked off, heard this massive gong. Not only did he hit it, he got his shoe off. Oh, Hit it with my shoe, which God. is like the worst thing. We were literally chased with pitchforks out of the town. So my. it was amazing. Yeah. And, and now, and we laughed about it and thought it's great. But now seeing what's happened to those other people. But those people tended to be, even if they were American, they were Korean extraction See what I mean. So the mm. Koreans sort of feel well, you're not really American, so we can do you, sort of thing.
2: But he wasn't. That's I don't think he was, was doing, that no, one. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he died. Yeah. How many? Yeah, god, badly. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many? Um, now, forget the trolling. Let's go yeah, back yeah. to this. Tell me, how many of those people on that tour did you think you're secretly a spy or undercover? You're doing? Oh, anything?
3: none of them. No, they, they were, were proper nerds. They were all high on going. basically the first thing we all did is like, how many countries have you been to? Like, oh. we were all like that. So yeah.
2: Have you been to Finland?
3: Oh, yeah. I ahead. love Finland. Do you? Yeah, Fucking Helsinki, hate Finland. Finland. do you? Yeah, I hate it.
2: I was moving Mummer in a film, and they took me on as a national hero, so I went, the tourist oh, well. board took me in the family. I mean, it probably helps. Oh, it, w- it
3: helps if you're a national hero.
2: I was literally, I was literally the, I, did you not like the rock church?
3: I went, well, it was at the end of a trip to Russia, and I took a train to Helsinki, and it was on the day where all students wear a sailor hat and, <laughs> and do stuff in Central Square, and I was hoisted in a crane in Central Square <laughs> for <full of> TV <laughs> bit. So I was a bit distracted, but yeah.
2: Did you? Um, I, was I love
3: Denmark. That's my current. Uh, oh. Current. What? What? Why? Not for me. What are you talking about? Sorry. Have you been to Copenhagen? Yeah. It's the coolest city in, in Europe at the moment. Oh, you're wrong. I did go
2: many years ago. Oh, you're wrong I had a boyfriend from the Ann oh, I just go. thought it was dull. I thought the Tivoli Gardens bored the shit out of it. And I you're just thought so it was wrong. dull.
3: Uh, the only problem with the, 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 um, the Danish, who, by the way, Hey, brilliantly to the Jews in World War II. They you know were very that. Nice. I mean,
2: Listen, not everything through my prism no, is. No, but Jew I'm conscious. just I'm just yes, saying in case right. people
3: don't know they are. But the problem. The with them king, is he
2: said, you can touch. They're
3: almost too nice, and so there's a part of me thinking, "Come know, on, guys, you've got to be really." That's very weird. I love. No, like, I
2: felt boy. that. I yeah. walked along and I was thinking, "This isn't right." There's some some yeah, weird thing going on Yeah, you're all whipping cats somewhere or doing you're something. You've got yeah. people in your basement. Yeah, yeah. a bit of fritzel. Yeah, definitely a fritzel quality, but in a sort of Swedish. I don't know.
3: I filmed with them for. I filmed with a. Danish company for six months. I was in Copenhagen all the time. I never they never broke. They never broke the mask. They never they, broke the cover. They never broke Well, cover. I think
2: there was a disclosure with all the you know, the killing and all of that. This was them saying, Actually, this is what's going on. Is under that Danish,
3: though? No, that's Swedish? They're the whole.
2: No, Swedish, Denmark, no. Norway. No, oh, no, no, no. Ibsen no. threw it out there. Yeah, yeah. okay, I mean, well, look, look at that. them. And Strindberg.
3: Just chucks it. Look at that. All right, look,
2: Ibsen, Strindberg, they were screaming I'm just for help. I to
3: say Ionesco. I don't know why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ionesco. Right, yes, that's
3: all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's even screaming. <laughs> <No>. I don't
2: We're
3: not really talking about No, we're not,
2: but I'm loving this. Yeah. Oh, 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 well, I think we've done the trolling. I oh, we okay. We've done everything. Good, do you so. want to say anything?
3: Mm, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to, to me
2: about your most engaging, horrific... or Just, just give me a trolling story.
3: Um, what's my best trolling story? Well, I had a massive fight with Piers Morgan, and I'm not quite sure why. So I met Piers Morgan when I, I went golfing in Marrakesh, as you do. And this was just after he'd been fired from the mirror for that photo. And, and he'd just written The Insider, which is a very good book and very entertaining but, of course, Piers knew it. And so we met, and it was through someone else. Like, we were going on a... I was writing for the Sunday Times or something, and, they, and he was doing something. It was a jolly, and off we were to Marrakesh. So we turn up. First thing we sit in the plane, Piers' opening gambit was, and I was quite big at the time, uh, he said, plane goes down now. Who makes front page? You or me? Oh, my like that, God. Which I kind of loved. So what I like about Piers, I mean, he's, he's an appalling human being, but he's fucking smart, and he's entertaining. And he would be at one of my dinner parties, and I thought he understood that. You know, and he banters, and I banter back, and that's it. He wandered around the Mamounia with his book in a see-through bag so everyone could see it. You know, all the moves, it's fine. So anyway, we kind of got on, but when he tweets his usual rabble-rousing shit, occasionally I'm like, for fuck's sake. I mean, I hate, for instance, the fact that he's he's so anti-gun and he has these principles, but he's so far up Trump's arse. And you know, you would be, you're excited that you're friends with Trump, and that I find a real difficult position. But anyway, I was having a go at him, and suddenly his son has a go at me who I, I have no idea who his son is, but I suddenly realise it's his 22-year-old son. And his son is fucking laying into me going, yeah, well, you were shit on I'm a Celebrity. Oh, my God. You were shit on I'm a Celebrity. You have to do reality shows. So I'm like, well, didn't your dad do The Apprentice? <laughs> he goes, yeah, but at least he won. You know? And I was like, I don't want to argue with you. I didn't know who you are. And then, out of nowhere, Piers Morgan blocks me and writes this big thing saying, um, I cannot believe Dom Jolly's bad enough anywhere, but to, to attack my children... And I was like, I did not attack your child. But obviously when they say that, you feel fucked, did I? Which I didn't. So that was quite a big... Have you
2: met up with peers in real life?
3: Uh, what, well, since? Yes. No, so twice I've been booked to go on Good Morning Britain and they've brought me up to do a, something, some publicity. And both times I've been literally at the hotel or out and they've rung me up and said, uh, you're bumped. Gosh. And basically he's obviously just thought, fuck that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So... I kind of think if you dish it out, but you've got to be able to take it. Well, I that's don't think the trolls,
2: that's the trolling mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've just hit the nail on the head. i just realised gonna... I'm
3: a massive troll, aren't I?
2: No, but <laughs> you're not, you're, on the, you're like a, the troll fighter. I try fighter. and be funny
3: with it. I am a troll fighter. You're the yeah. troll
2: fighter. And you, mm-hmm. honestly, oh, a troll I'm, fighter, I'm. You're I like a, a troll I like fighter. I like that. You, because you, you. We should no, have cards. Troll fighter. <laughs> yeah. Because you can sniff out the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And also, you're right. If you're I not clever enough to come back.
3: Yeah. I just hate, I particularly hate stupid trolls. That's what I really hate.
2: Yeah. I don't, for me, it's about, it's a one, you know, it's a singular, it's the lie, you know, so it's the, the libel, you know, when my head was posted next to Jimmy Savile of being called a paedophile. What? Oh, oh there's a whole court case. I mean, the law will change. I don't know these Massive things, so. court cases. Where do I know about on. these? Um, what,
3: someone called you a paedophile.
2: Well, that's the new thing that they do, the, the far-left trolls, is anyone who is a, a Zionist, we've gone from, you know, Zio, Shilson, we oh, now... Oh, so you've gone from baby, baby killer to, to... paedophile. Yeah. Everyone's a paedophile. Really? Mm, How? So you're suing someone? Well, the, uh, the, uh, all sorts of Is it a joint things. suit? Me and Rachel Riley. Oh, really? The two Jew figurehead ladies with the blonde hair and the blue eyes. Yeah. They hate us because we don't go... They hate us. Because we speak out on misogyny and anti Semitism. But in that, do you think they
3: hate you more because you're women speaking out? Definitely. So yeah. I would do. Weirdly. I do look, actually. You know when I said I look at other people's mm. things to see. W- women are def- I mean, extro- definitely. I mean, it's extraordinary. I mean, I get it, but it's sort of. Banter. No, 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 because there so was The talk- level of hatred yes. on women's. Uh, of just yeah, the, the visceral. Yeah, it's visceral. It's word, uh, yeah.
2: You know, I would notice yeah. early doors uh, when Eddie Marzan was on. So Eddie and um, um, Schneider and Badil and, yeah. and a few others, a guy called Lee Kerm and myself would put out something. The only one that would get the That's visceral hatred. I've
3: been trolled for being Muslim and for being Jewish, which really? is quite odd. It's quite nice to get both. You know, I'm like, well, come on, make your mind up.
2: I know, you're too yeah. clever. You're, you're their worst nightmare because you're fearless and and you don't... But I
3: do bite
2: yeah, more do. than I
3: should. I spend too much time... Oh, there's my wife.
2: Who's that, your wife? was my wife. What's pretty.
3: What she was, that's 20 years ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love, can I ring you back in two
3: seconds? I'm just finishing the podcast.
2: I'm going to let you go. But I don't want to let you go because you're fascinating. I love that, though. It's fun. That's that for another episode of Troll. Thank you so much for listening. I really love my guests, and I'm so glad that you do too. But if you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe. And apparently, the thing to do in Podworld is to rate and review us, which would be wonderful. I'll be back next week with another guest. Have a good week. GreatBigOwl.com. Hi, I'm Hannah Norris, and this is my husband...
1: Carl Donnelly.
2: ...and we have a new podcast for you. It's called The Keith Cheggers Podcast, and it's about pregnancy... Because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And inside your belly. Yeah. So we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy, talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with the pregnancy so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe and have a listen to the Keith
0: Cheggers podcast. Bye. Bye. Great Big owl.